Are you a technician who wants to set yourself apart? Then the Trusted Technician Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Dr. Krista Fabrick with SBE. And on this podcast, we will have top performing technicians and experienced HVAC coaches and trainers sharing their tips and strategies to help you be more successful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Trusted Technician. I am so excited today to bring to you a slightly different style of episode. We have one of our very young coaches and trainers, Josh Taylor, again, and a tech that we are so excited for you to hear from today, Nathan Carter, and he is going to actually be doing a little bit of an interview like you've heard before, as well as a mini training for you all. So um, welcome, both of you, to the show. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks for having us, Krista. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, Nathan, I know I said your name, but why don't you go ahead and just quickly introduce yourself as in uh, who you're working with, where you are, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm Nathan. I'm with Harris Air. Um, we're in uh, we're north of Dallas in Texas. Um, I've been here uh, six years. Wow, six years. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That's a, a long time anymore in this world, it seems. <laughs> right. And so how long have you been in the industry? Have you been in uh, with Harris the whole time or? I have been with Harris the whole time, but I did grow up around it. My dad owned his own business. So, okay. I mean, when I was in middle school, I was missing school to help my dad do installs. So, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So you really did grow up around it. <laughs> yes. All right. So knowing that background, did you start um, when you started working for Harris? Did you start right away as a tech or did you start on the install side? I started as a tech. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously, you know, you've been a part of the SBE program for a while. Um, so I know you've been a selling tech for a while, right? Do you, have you been able to sell equipment for how long now? Um, after being at Harris for about four months and showing Blake that I, I could sell. Yeah. He just let me loose. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and so if you don't mind sharing, what was your revenue in 2021? 2021, I was 990 or so, like okay. just shy of a million. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, we'll just round up. We'll call you a million dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you have a goal set for 2022? Um, on paper, it's 1.2, but I feel like I'm going to do 1.5. Well, awesome. Here, and hey, we're already almost at the end of May here. How are you looking? Are you on track? I'm above. Yeah, I'm at 404,000 right now. Awesome. Awesome. It's just getting warm over there. So very good. Um, and so, you know, with that revenue, obviously, you know, that's um, done a lot of, for your income, I'm guessing, as you've increased your revenue each year. Has uh, what, what changes have you seen in your life or how has having cut some of that additional income impacted your life? Um, I mean, it's it's a huge impact. I mean, my wife's a teacher, so of course she still works, but um it's just, it's just given us financial security. I mean, we, we save most of it, um, you know, and you never know when you're going to need it. So uh, yeah. it's more of investing at a later date. So, I mean, That's we haven't awesome. changed our lifestyle to say it's just, you know, I have more money and if I need something, I can go get it. That's awesome. No. And, you know, you said you save most of it, but I don't know if you know this, like, 11% of Americans have savings more than $1,000. So, I mean, you're, you're now in like a very small group the fact that you're saving that, right? And think of how many people live paycheck to paycheck. So um, I love to hear that, that it's saving. Um, 
So having been a selling tech now for quite a few years, what, what would you say is your favorite part of being an HVAC tech? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I like, I mean, it's weird because I'm actually, I'm usually an introvert. So I don't like talking to people. I like to be by myself, but I actually enjoy the customers. Um, I enjoy talking to them and, uh, you know, just seeing them happy when I leave. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite part is I did something good and, uh, I know they're happy. I mean, no matter how much they spent, they're extremely happy with what they did. And it's not about the money anymore. It's just their comfort. Right. I mean, that's the thing is a lot of people don't think that carefully about the fact that, you know, you as a tech, you are going into people's like safe place, right? You're going in their home. You're seeing the mess, the dirt, the whatever, right? The repairs that need to be done, things like that. And they're in a place where they maybe have no heating or no cooling or there's something wrong, right? And you're coming in and if you make them feel safe and you take care of their issue, I mean, yeah, how could they not be happy? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, that's, you know, that's kind of the kind of introductory questions that I wanted everybody to hear about you. But um, I think really today's goal is to let, give you a chance to share how you've seen some success in selling. So, Josh, I'm going to let you kind of explain since you are Nathan's coach <laughs> we didn't yeah say that that's part. true well, it's been a pleasure it's been awesome working with Nathan the last couple of years He's just a really good dude for one but uh but awesome HVAC tech as well but Nathan uh let me ask you this man so where when do you feel like you actually first figured out like okay how to because that, that's one of the biggest things that that we run into with a lot of techs is they're they're learning how to sell systems that are moving from a maintenance tech to a service tech when do you feel like it really started clicking with you on how to uh, start comfortably talking about new systems with customers? I would say, I mean, when I had the, the major click, I would say it was three to four years in, maybe even five. Um, and then this year, I just had just, I guess, an epiphany of um, y'all tell us this every time when we're in training. And, you know, I know Corey even used to say when we got done with training, now forget everything I told you. <laughs> um and what it is is he gave you tools and but that doesn't mean go out and be a robot it means be yourself and use those tools when needed and I think that's what I really had to take on and learn was keep my own personality and put those tools into my personality mm -hmm. um and when I do yeah. that you're just having natural conversations but you're, you have the questions that you need to ask when you need to ask them and you can soft and reverse in your own personality. Um, so th that was the major click that I had was stop trying to read like you're trying to read a script and, and be yourself. And that, that's so huge. That, that is a, that's a hard thing for, for uh, technicians to do, right? Because we're like, hey, memorize some of these questions or use this, but also sound like yourself and pretend it's not memorized, right? Yeah, it's don't like, be memorized. Like <laughs> those questions have a time and you're not going to use them all on every call. Um, you're not going to use everything on every call. I mean, some calls go easier, some customers are difficult and you just have to, you know, have them in your back pocket when you need them, but make it sound genuine, make it sound like it's you, not that you're reading a script that you read out of a book. Man, well said. I could I mean, Krista, that, that that's pretty spot on, right? And that, yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's what we always say in our classes and our trainings, Josh, right? Don't right. memorize it like a script. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it takes time. It's interesting to see, like, wow, like, I've been working on it for three or four years, and it finally started to click. I know one thing that 
has been per- paramount for you, Nathan, is uh, is tr- learning how to transition to that that new system conversation, right? Because we we have thousands of techs out there, Nathan, that are literally going to be going to thousands of customers this year where their equipment's broken, right? They're without AC and Oftentimes, I mean, what, 70% or so, Krista, are roughly are roughly going to be 10 years or older during the summer when these things are breaking down. So, I mean, if you were if you were to talk to a new technician that's learning how to sell, how, what, 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 any, any advice you'd give them on how to transition to that new unit conversation from a repair? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it starts in the very beginning. You need to know how long they want it to last. Um, so, I mean, whether it's a demand or anything like that, or, you know, if you're going on a demand, I should say, don't forget your process. Yes, it's broken. Yes, they're going to give you money, but don't forget your process. So we need to ask, you know, how long are you trying to get out of it, even though it's broken? And then we're going to find the problem, um, whether it be a capacitor, a board, whatever it may be, then we're going to present it to them. Um, and... Um, then we're gonna, you know, they're gonna know about the problem and you're gonna secure that repair. And then once you secure it, you ask them like, hey, is it okay if I go ahead and go through your whole unit before we do this repair, just to make sure there's nothing else going on. I'm getting their permission to look at everything instead of just discovering it on my own and bringing it to them. Because if I discover it on my own and bring it to them, it looks like I'm trying to sell them something. But they gave me permission to look at the unit. They gave me permission to go through everything. Um, And then after I do that, I go over all the options with them. So this is the main problem. We also need these things in order to, you know, get it to last as long as you want to. What are you thinking? And then that's when you're going to have that conversation. Well, okay, you want me to, they're wanting to spend three grand on a uh, 10 year old unit. That's fine. Secure that. And then usually what I do is I'd be like, okay, let me go write this up and we'll figure out when we can get it all done. And as I walk out the door, I'll stop and turn around. Be like, I just thought about this. Are you sure you want to spend three grand on this unit? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you can, can get a new unit if you want to. And, you know, it, it'd be like, you know, we can look at those options and we wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. And a lot of them were like, well, how much does that cost? And when they say, how much does that cost? That's when I'm like, well, are you serious? Are you thinking you want to do this like tomorrow? And when they say yes, we'll go through it and I'll, and I'll transition them over. But if they say no to me, that's fine because I already secured the $3,000. Right. No, that, that makes tons of sense, Nathan. There was a couple of things that, and I don't know if you heard as well, Krista, but there's a couple of things that I feel like were really critical to your kind of process and that you might have asked a couple more questions to dive a little deeper, Nathan. What do you mean by asking a couple more questions? Oh, so I was just going to say, so for, for example, like you said that it's so important, even if these systems are old, right? Like that you get the, you ask that question of how long they want the system to last. So even though it's an older system, why is that, why is that question so important, Nathan? Because I mean, it, it's important because they need to be thinking about that. Um, the customer needs to be thinking about that because they may not have thought about it in the past. I'm like, well, how long do they last? How much time do I have? Do I need to be spending this amount of money? That starts making them make decisions that they weren't really going to make. They were just thinking, oh, he's going to come out, fix it, and I'm good to go. But if they start, it makes them start thinking. Okay, so that, that gets the wheels turning in the customer's head. And it, a lot of times, do you find that 
the system is older than the customers think it is? Oh yeah, it's just a few years old and you go out there and you're like, this is 12. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's another key part of that, uh, having that conversation, right, Nathan, is, the, is making them actually realize how old their system is. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely make them realize that. And I mean, there's a lot into it. I mean, I, I take, um, you know, all of that. And then, you know, a lot of these older units, they're not maintenance customers, some of them. And I mean, that's where it's really easy to say, how long do you want it to last? And, you know, you're finding your problem, but then you can start connecting dots with even dirt um, because usually they're dirty as well. Right. Nope. That's awesome, Nathan. And, and then it sounds like once you find one of the main things that are going wrong, it sounds like you bring that to the customer and then you get permission to go through the rest of the unit. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Because, I mean, I taught another technician here that because what he was doing was finding something wrong and then finding all the other problems and he was failing. Because it's like you just brought all this to me when all I wanted to know was what makes it work. You know, like, right. what am I going to have to fix? But if you get their permission, they expect you to bring it to them because they know that they don't want to call you again. So it, it makes you look like a technician versus a salesman. I love that. That's a key differentiator because I do, I believe Josh, and tell me if I'm wrong here, that a lot of techs probably make that same mistake is they just, they know they're supposed yeah. to do a thorough job of, of inspecting the whole system but they, they skipped that step of talking to the customer and making sure the customer actually wants them to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the technician that we had that was doing that last year, this time of year, he's about 80,000. I showed him this at the beginning of the year. He's at over 200,000 now awesome. this year. So, I mean, he's made a huge jump just by oh. changing a couple things in his process. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's proof right there that it, how impactful a small few tweaks can be. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Nathan. I guess the, the, fi the final question is just, so it sounds like when it comes time, you secured the repair, you brought back some other things, right? And you then you take a moment to go say, hey, I'm going to go write this up really quick. And you kind of leave that with the, the, the customer for a few moments. And then you kind of turn around and say, have you considered replacement right how, how, how's that uh, how's that typically go are most customers wanting to know price or how what do you think that looks like most of the time well i mean yeah i turn around and be like have you considered replacing it and they're like well no they're expensive or i don't even know how much ones cost um and i you know because you know you don't have to replace the whole unit if you don't want to um if I can at least get a component now, I can do the rest later. Um, you know, whether it's just a furnace or a condenser and coil, I'm not replacing just coils or just condensers. Um, but um, so that usually goes of, well, no, I haven't thought about that. Aren't they expensive? Well, no, I have options. And I tell them like most of my customers finance them. Is that something you're interested in? A lot of times that's when customers perk up. I didn't know I could finance it is a lot of the answers. Um, and then that's just when you have to start talking about money, finding out what their budget is. Um, you know, and then that's when I can either offer a low payment or a 0% option. It just depends on what it is. That's another thing we have taught in our company this year of talking about money and the amount of customers who are not using 0% for 60 months or anything like that. I mean, 
a lot of them are either using a 9.9 with a low, low payment, or they're using zero for like 12 months. So we figured out that we were paying so much in uh, finance costs that we didn't have to pay because they didn't need it. They were just taking it because we offered it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's different people. Yeah, you got to make sure you know you're getting them the right um, financing, the right option for them that fits their budget and their needs, not just because <laughs> they Absolutely. can. Absolutely. Yeah. Nathan, it sounds like too, I mean, just, just for our listeners really quick, I mean, just not to uh, embarrass you on, on uh, the podcast here, Nathan, but I mean, Nathan's closing at 40%. Wow. 40% sold 35 systems so far this year for a total of about 30, 350 grand. So, I mean, it sounds like you got this really dialed in, Nathan. That's huge. So for techs that are listening that aren't used to knowing their numbers that well, like what we think of like a rock star tech is closing at about 30%. And so the fact that you're doing 40% is huge, Nathan. Um, there are sales people out there in this industry that are at 40% and their only job is to go out there and sell. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm closing at 40. I've ran a lot less calls than I did last year and I've made more money this year. Um, oh, you just said they, magic they, words, it, it's, right? it's magic, right? Um, <laughs> When we were, before we got busy, I was running maybe three calls a day. Um, I mean, I did, in the beginning of this month, I ran 12 calls and pulled in like 80 grand. Um, so it's, I mean, even when we're busy, I'm, I'm not doing more than four or five a day. That, that's, and that's me working till 10 o'clock at night. It's just, you have to take the time, whether it's a demand, a maintenance, it doesn't matter. Um, the money's there. You just have to follow the process really i mean that's what it comes down to is following the process asking the questions but being yourself and being polite um it goes a long way and i'm not near as tired anymore because i'm not trying to run seven eight calls chasing the money yeah. the money's just yeah. the money's just coming because you, i'm taking my time and they want it makes them want to spend money with you i love it and nathan you know you actually just almost answered the question i was going to ask because as we wrap up this interview here yeah, this episode will go live on June 1st. So any tech listening to this will either be already well into their summer, depending on where they are, or looking at, you know, summer's coming, right? Um, and so you just said some of the key things that I was going to ask you, what would your advice be to techs as they are looking ahead at summer or as they're in the middle of the summer listening to this? And you kind of said it, right? Be consistent, <laughs> follow the process, you know, be polite to customers. Um, yeah, anything else that just stay you, slow and stay consistent. Um, I, I guess it was last winter. Um, I was, I had a goal to hit a million and I was, I was falling shy real quick. And at the end of last year, I slowed way down and really started digging in and I've just kept it through here. And I've just decided there is no season. Um, it's the same that. constantly year round. And when, when you don't look at it as seasons, um, your money can be constant as well. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's such a great mindset. Um, yeah. So thank you. So many great gold nuggets of wisdom for text today. And I think hearing those magic words of, in fact, I might play that clip at the beginning of this, just so text will listen is you ran less, ran less calls and you're making more money, right? That mm -hmm. one tech would have loved to change their, their work day like that. Josh, That's any cool. last words, words of wisdom or question for Nathan here? No, Nathan, thanks so much for being here today, man. And uh, yeah, it's really great to see your success this year and your continual improvement. And uh, thanks for uh, being an inspiration to us, man. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Have a great day, everybody.
Thank you for tuning in to The Trusted Technician, brought to you by SBE. To learn more about SBE, visit us at sbeodyssey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with your friends and leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Have a great day.